you have to play this piece in Grieg's romantic style. He meant it to be that way, but it's inspired by the French Baroque dance suite. So all of them, like Saraband, Gavotte, um, the prelude at the beginning, and the rigadon, uh, they all are French Baroque style dances. Very charming. Yeah, and uh, it, it, it does have a very intimate feel. It's, it is for just strings and uh, it, all of the songfulness that you can bring, the pizzicato and the bass line, it, it, it's full of delight. You have kind of a, a, a drum and trumpet sound in a way going with some of the other works by, by Haydn with a famous Haydn trumpet concerto and the 97th Symphony where Haydn just, it's amazing to me how he dips again and again into originality and uh, cleverness with, with, yes. a, with a piece like that. One of his later symphonies, one of the London symphonies, he's, he's already at 97 now. Right, so this one's in C major, very magnificent uh, and majestic introductory uh, slow passage. We were laughing, Hunter and I, about the trumpet concerto. This was at a time when um, the instrument had been developed, and so uh, it wasn't just the fanfare motif that the trumpet, or you know, five one five one, that the trumpet could do. It was now a cr- it could have chromatic capacity and uh, create, you know, play melodies. But we were laughing because at the beginning of the concerto, he gives the fanfare to the trumpet, and that's the opening lines, and then he goes into what the new capabilities of the instrument were. I'm a string player too. I don't know anything about brass or wind instruments, but I I do amaze at how trumpet players of the day could have played this music with a a very different instrument during Haydn's time. Yes, and I'm amazed at how they made these new instruments because the instrument wasn't settled, so they were developing it uh, just like you develop a new car these days. Let's see, what else is on the program? Oh, you have some Mozart from Ido Meneo. Yes, uh, this is uh, ballet music. Uh, It would have been played during the opera performance. Uh, It's uh, got a chacon, which is uh, for the whole ensemble to dance, and then it has um, solo dances in between, and then the chacon comes back. Uh, so it's r- really a very grand uh, uh, set of movements that we're playing. Uh, definitely has some trumpet fanfare and marches there as well. You've got really an interplay here between the classical and the Baroque and the Romantic periods, Mozart and a chacon, uh, <laughs> Uh, Haydn, uh, the classical master, and then the the Romantic Grieg, and uh, looking back to Baroque form dances. Yes, exactly. It, it, it's all encompassing. Yeah. 
I'm speaking with Gemma New. She's conducting the Detroit Symphony Orchestra this weekend in a program including Grieg, Haydn, and Mozart. You're the music director now for the past couple of years of the Hamilton Symphony Orchestra in Hamilton, Ontario. Are things going there? Oh, things are great. Thanks, Peter. Yeah, I'm having a wonderful time. Uh, We're about to start my fifth season there. um, And... Uh, we have such a variety of programs. Uh, we, we get to do Mahler 5 and Planets and then go back to Bach and um, a new music series, which we've just finished uh, last month. And so, yeah, having a wonderful time. Uh, tell me about the Intimate and Immersive series. Sure. Uh, this is a new thing for us. And um, the idea is that the concert hall is such a wonderful place for everyone to come together. But what if you want something a bit more interactive, a bit more immersive and, and intimate, um, where you can actually sit right next to the player and um, have an atmosphere that is uh, artistically and visually uh, stimulating? Um, so we collaborate with visual artists. Uh, we usually uh, go to say, a black box theater where we can have the orchestra right in the middle of the hall and the audience surrounding it. Um, audience gets to move around during, between the pieces and we, we talk about the music and it's a very relaxed affair. Um, we also uh, have an indie band that we uh, collaborate with that plays during the intermission so that we can all get to know each other. And it's a very cool vibe. Yeah. Uh, and the pieces that we choose um, usually have a more contemporary feel. You have a very busy weekend with still three concerts ahead in uh, Plymouth and Gross Point and West Bloomfield. Also, you uh, have an incredibly busy uh, June and July. It's been it's a whirlwind summer for you. Tell us about what's been happening and what's ahead. Oh, sure. Well, first of all, I'm really looking forward to these concerts around Detroit. The Detroit Symphony Orchestra is amazing. They perform at such an excellently high level. So I, I'm just really looking forward to um, enjoying these evenings with our musicians and audiences. Um, and yes, I, I've been traveling quite a bit in June, July, uh, spent three weeks in Leipzig and working with Gewandhaus Orchestra and their academy. And uh, and then uh, most recently went to San Francisco Symphony and uh, had two concerts. We were opening a, a venue there, the Frost Amphitheater which is this beautiful outside venue, and uh, it was rather magical. We did Beethoven 9, and I have to say this, oh, just such a stellar piece. (laughs) Have you done it many times before? Uh, No, that was my first time. First night. Are there any words to express what it was like to perform that for the first time? Well, it's a a very deeply spiritual piece, I feel, and and so... um, And feeling the connection with the musicians, uh, it was just made for this journey. And uh, the greatest thing about that uh, journey is that it goes from dark and uh, torment, maybe, uh, you know, struggle, personal struggle. It's almost breathless at the beginning. And then you go to being united. You're no longer alone. You have everyone joining. And it's uh, that joy and that... um, a positive energy, just, uh, it's very uplifting. And then you're off to, um, now do you have Philadelphia coming up yes, next? Yes, that's next week. 
Uh, We are celebrating the moon landing. That's right. You have some Strauss, of course, the opening of Also Sprock, which is that uh, moonrise at the beginning of 2001, A Space Odyssey, which uh, we all remember. (laughs) Uh, And, of course, the the Blue Danube, some space music, some moon music there. and The planets. uh, The planets, right. Mars and Jupiter, yes. Excellent. Uh, not the first time you've had a busy summer. I, I think last summer you were down the road here uh, a piece in uh, Chicago at the Grant Park Music Festival. Yes, that's right. And, uh, and at Tanglewood, at the Tanglewood Festival. So what was it like to be there in the, the footsteps and memories of Kusevitsky, Bernstein, Seiji Ozawa, and others? Oh, it was very inspiring. <laughs> I, I felt so motivated and uh, there was a lot of repertoire that we were able to sink our teeth into um, and uh, some really wonderful mentors that we were able to learn from. I, I really thought I developed as an artist quite a lot in that summer. Gemma New conducts the Detroit Symphony Orchestra at Plymouth's Good Council Church, Bloomfield Hills, Kirk in the Hills, and Gross Point's Star of the Sea. This weekend, Gemma, thanks so much for coming in today. Thank you, Peter. For WRCJ, this is Peter Worf. Thank you.